song every time it comes on good afternoon evening or whenever you are listening to this you've tuned in to what have they tuned into again coffee <laughs> bacon. bacon and other sacred things <laughs> hey i never i never claim to be smart just you, good looking your mission should you should you decide to accept it is to learn the name of the Dang programs that we're on. Oh, that's <laughs> And the funny. podcast we're on. It's, a, it's the same thing. Every once in a while, I will look at my wife and think, sweetie, would you? <laughs> that's why I call her, I call her sweetie. I call her my love. I call her my sweet flower. And every name is genuine. They, they, she is mm-hmm. all that to me. But it's also a defense mechanism. And it shouldn't be because she knows I don't remember her name half the time. <laughs> I don't remember my children. Well, there's name. a joke about that about an elderly couple, and he's calling her honey, sweetie, babe, you know, and everything. And somebody comments that, "Oh, that is so nice that you've been married all these, these years, and you still address her like that." He said, "Really? I got her name five years ago, and I'm scared to tell her." <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well, now that you have heard our, you know, that tidbits about us, and um, that you know the name of the podcast that is Coffee, Bacon, and Other Sacred Things. I am your host, Chris Gravison, Pastor Chris Gravison, and I have my wonderful, lovely, and talented co-host, Miss Joyce Adams, with me. Hi, everybody. As if you hadn't heard her voice yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I snuck in there with the... And we've got a a great subject that we're talking about today. We're continuing our series, Fun with Cryptids, but we're talking about the chupacabra today. Mm-hmm. But first, remember, please uh, like and follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can like and subscribe to us on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Or the simplest thing, just you know, bring up your computer and get on your, your whatever platform you have, like I use Google Chrome. And go to coffeebaconguy.podbean.com, and you can listen to all of them. They're right there in front of you. So, and if you have something you'd like to, if you want to leave a comment, or if you want to ask us to do a, talk about a certain subject, just go on Facebook and message us on Facebook, and we'd love to we'd love to hear it. Okay. Yes, we're open to suggestions. I always I always get out of breath when I do that one. That's a long. <laughs> But, oh, okay, we got to start off with the TikTok dad joke. Okay. This is, okay, this has got to be a joke that I've told my daughters at some time. I, I love this so much. Okay, let me make sure that they got the the volume up properly. And, all right, here is the TikTok dad joke of the week. Oh, wrong one. Okay, let's make sure that it's on. There we go. You have one job. <laughs> I have several jobs, thank you very much. But <laughs> at this moment, you have one job <laughs> in this context. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll go try this again. There are 500 bricks on a plane. One falls off. How many are left? 499. What are the three steps to putting an elephant in the fridge? Open door, put elephant in, close door. What are the four steps to putting a giraffe in the fridge? Open door, take elephant out. Put giraffe in and close door. 
The Lion King is having a birthday party. All the animals attend but one. Which animal is it and why? Giraffe. He's stuck in the fridge. Sally wants to cross an alligator-infested river. There's no bridge, and the only way she can get across is by swimming. She swims across and makes it to the other side safely. Why? The alligators are all at the birthday party. Sally <laughs> dies anyway. Why? She got hit in the head by a flying brick. <laughs> That's a good one. We used to, Brenda. In fact, I think I still have it on uh, one of my email folders. Um, back in, oh golly, we we were born. We were born. We were Bert. No, mer- merged. There we go. Married <laughs> in '92, and so it was probably around 2000 that she sent me this whole list of elephant jokes. And they're like that. They you know they go one after the other, and I still have them. The funny thing is. She would read them. She'd start reading them to me and giggle herself <laughs> into a frenzy and where she could barely talk. <laughs> and then she'd find them again six months later and start reading to me again and giggle all over again. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Some things just strike you funny no matter how many times you hear them. Oh, yeah. There's a, a lot of times it's a mental picture that it brings mm-hmm. about, you know. There's a couple of, uh, of TikTok uh, or, not, or you know, videos on online that do that to me. The the one, and probably everybody and their grandmother has seen this one by now, but where the little boxer is sniffing the electric fence and it shocks him and he starts screeching and howling and running away and the donkey starts y- uh, laughing at him. <laughs> well, uh, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll show it to you when the show's over because it doesn't work without the video, but it's great. <laughs> Excuse me, still plagued by that silly cough. But okay, um, next we want to. I want to take a, t- a moment and talk about a, a, a passage of scripture. And this week and next week, we're going to talk about the. To me, as a pastor, as Christians, these are the two most important scriptures and words of Christ that we can follow. Now, not that they're necessarily, you know, there's any one or the other. But to me, these are his commandments. These are what. The, I guess this is what shows the cost and, and, and the responsibilities of being a Christian, that God loves us and he, he's given his son for us and, and Jesus willingly went to the cross, but um, that there is responsibilities that we have under in, in the kingdom. And I don't want to say this is not works, this is not works salvation or anything that we're saved by, by faith in Christ and that, that alone. Why don't I shut up and get to the scripture? There we go. It, um, oh, I went to the wrong one. Where is it? There it is. Okay. It is Matthew uh, chapter, um, forgive me, Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 31. And you'll recognize it as soon as I start talking. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, Jesus answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the God, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. To me, that's it in a nutshell. That's our, Absolutely. Res- that's I think our so responsibility. Too. And I've said this a million Joyce is a member of my congregation. She has heard me say this millions of times, or at least multiple times, from the pulpit. Our responsibility is love God 
and love every everyone else. This is the law of love. And to love someone to by biblical standards is to seek their best good, their greatest good. And it's you know, Jesus summed it up. And I, I think it's wonderful that he adds, there is no commandment greater than these. And in other passages, he I think it's in Matthew that he says, the law and the prophets are summed up in this. And uh, it's just a wonderful statement of, you know, of what we're supposed to do. And, and the more we grow in Christ, the easier these two things get. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And that's so easy to do when we find out how much he loves us and when we feel that love. And I've, I don't know if I've ever, I can't remember what I've shared on this show. I can't remember what I told my daughter to do yesterday. So, but um, I've, I've long struggled uh, up until the last uh, several months. I've been a Christian since I was nine years old. I'm 56 now, so I've been a Christian for a few years. And while I knew in my brain that God loves me, I always knew in my brain that God loves me. And as I grew in, in, in Christ, I learned about God's character about how who, who he is and how faithful he is. And he has walked through, th- with me through some of the most difficult times in my life. He has walked through, Bren- th- uh, through Brenda's in my life with us um, through the most difficult times. And I know God is there and he loves us and he has filled me with his spirit. The problem is I never transferred the knowledge of his love from my mind to his heart, I, to my heart. I never fully... I never fully felt worthy of God's love. And what made a huge difference is a dear friend of mine about six months ago um, said what has become the, the tag of this, uh, of this show. And she just looked at me and said, hey, you know, God smiles when he sees you. And I don't know why, but that clicked. That all of a sudden, and I, I think it's, the Lord just used that phrase to, to open up in my heart and feel his love. And that's why we're doing this show. I want, yeah, we talk about goofy things and we laugh a lot. But if you're listening to this, please know, if you ever doubt it in your life, please know how much God loves you. And he sent his son to die for you. And he will do anything that he has done everything he possibly can to give you an opportunity to walk in, in relationship with Christ and to have eternal life with him. And if a person were to follow that, that God smiles when he sees you, if they were to take that to heart and live their lives to make God smile with them, yeah. you know, that would solve a lot of problems in the Amen. world. So that's, that, that, that's our scripture moment for tonight, for tonight, today. Good grief. For now. <laughs> and next week we'll talk about the other passage that I feel like is uh, the most important. And that's um, when when Jesus tells us, take up your, you know, uh, was it, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow, follow me. So there we go. Wait, let's just, let's give God a hand. <laughs> and let's give Joyce. There we go. I don't mind. <laughs> got no, I got nothing but love for you, babe. Got nothing but if love. I, if I can make people laugh, I'm happy. <laughs>
<laughs> Even if it's not quite wholesomely motivated. <laughs> it's just onrally. <laughs> yes. was, uh, is that a real word? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> If it is, it's one of the hardest ones to pronounce I've ever heard. Oh, that's funny. Okay, we're talking about the chupacabra today. And now, could you, this is your favorite cryptid. At least that's how, how I understood it. Um, only because I have people I know here that it has been spotted in Lake County. Really? Allegedly. You know, there's no photographic evidence. No. It's interesting because it's a canine type creature but mutated in some degree and uh a lot of lot of sightings yeah many That's, sightings and see you know my, my my boy my boy's bigfoot and so that's my favorite and i've done a lot of research and i have never been that interested in chupacabra so in doing research for this there was i had no idea the depth of the number of sightings, the the depth of what has gone on with with it, and that, that it's relatively recent. It's only been uh, it only confirmed that it's actually or what did it say? How it, the first reported attack that was attributed to actual chupacabras wasn't until 1995. Is it so, se- no, I said 75? Is it? No, no. Oh. Um, there. We'll get into that. Okay. But it's it's just fair. The only thing is, in right, you know, we, um, Brenda, bless her heart, was a wonderful, um, uh, you know, research assistant. Even if I did have to have to crack the whip like five <laughs> times to remind her to please do this for me. Well, like she don't have enough to do, right? She's my wife. <laughs> yeah, I that's know the that. only thing she needs to remember. <laughs> And she deserves a martyr's crown for that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you ain't there. <laughs> but um, uh, she did. She looked up some wonderful articles, and we. I checked out a couple of videos, and and um, what what is just what's so funny to me is why when they interview cryptozoologists, why are they like two steps away from being the member of a freak show on? You know, with with Barnum and Bailey, they're the weirdest looking people. And this one video that Brent and I watched, they had two cryptozoologists. One was completely bald, with like two hoops in one ear and two hoops in the other ear, and he he looked like okay, he's a cryptozoologist by day, and at night he's playing Dungeons and Dragons in his mother's basement, and he's fifty <laughs> years old. You know. Well, you, that may be true. And the, they had a second guy there. It wasn't much different, except he had a leather cowboy hat. Let mm. me tell you. So, hmm. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun <laughs> of people. It's just, wow. <laughs> but, okay, the I'm going to read this first couple uh, of paragraphs just to make sure I get it right. The word chupacabra is translated literally as goat sucker, which is just nasty. Um, to begin with, but um, it's from Spanish that chupar is to suck, and cabras is goats. So that makes sense, you know. And um, as the story goes, it the name comes from its reported vampirism. This is the one thing that makes um, the chupacabra more unique among cryptids. Now, it, if it's a real thing, I doubt it actually does suck the blood of its victims, um, but that's what 
has been attributed to it as a as a uh, a cryptid because um, rural farmers claim that the chupacabra attacks and drinks the blood of livestock mainly goats i don't know why it, well probably because they're smaller and and easier to take down but in 1975 there was a series of livestock killings um, in the small town of mocha um, puerto rico and that were attributed to, let me see if I can pronounce this, El Vampiro de Mocha, which is the Vampire of Mocha, which makes me want chocolate. <laughs> but <laughs> I digress. Um, it was suspected that the killings may have been from a satanic cult, but later more killings were reported al- around the island, and, and there were many farms reported loss of animal life. And each of the animals was reported to have their body bled dry through a series of small circular incisions. Um, I, there was one quote that I read that said, at this time, back in, in 75, as many as 80 um, animals were killed in one shot, in one night. So um, it was first, like I said before, the first reported attack that was actually attributed to a chupacabra was not until March 1995. And where eight sheep were discovered dead in Puerto Rico, and um, each had three puncture wounds, which is interesting, mm-hmm. three puncture wounds, and um, in, in the chest area, and were reportedly completely drained of blood. Now, to me, that screams satanic cult mm-hmm. more, because you know, there's three, and so just interesting. It's really weird that they would be in the chest for one thing, because when a predator attacks, they go for the throat. Mm-hmm. That's a vulnerable point there, and and if they break the skin there they're gonna you're gonna bleed out probably mm-hmm. yep and a few months later in august that was in that was in march in august um eyewitnesses the eyewitness of madeline uh, tolentino reported seeing a creature in um in the puerto rican town of kind of canovanas uh, where as many as 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed and she said it was about three feet tall and had vicious claws hmm. so okay you know, it's just what that we kind of go from there. It only really became um, widely known around 1995. So, if I'm doing the math correctly, less than 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how quickly the the legend or the the the, the name has spread. Yes. <coughs> well, to me, it's kind of a cool name. It trips off the tongue real nicely. Chup- <laughs> Chupacabra. Yeah. What's really cool? Okay, this is this is the part. I don't know if it lends. Th- there are several things that just lend credence to this to this idea. Um, but all of them seem to be connected. The, the the few things that seem logical always seem to be connected to some ridiculous conspiracy theory. But um, this is interesting. There's two different descriptions. There's the 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 Puerto Rico um, version of chupacabra. And then there's the South Texas and, you know, American version. The The articles that I read pretty much focused on uh, te- South Texas. So I was shocked that they, somebody actually thinks they saw one up here. Um, but the Puerto Rican is not a dog. It's more of a reptilian creature that walks on either two legs or four legs, which, well, let me go on. It's four to five feet tall, scaly, with bony spikes down the center of its back, but down its its spine, and extremely long canine teeth, so fangs. If I saw a four or five, four to five foot thing walking on its back legs, then yeah, um, 
I'd be so out of there. Oh, golly. <laughs> I wouldn't stick around to try to shoot but it. But <laughs> I, I have seen photographs of dead chupacabras. Yeah. Or what they claim to be chupacabras. And they kind of fit that description because they they have the hair. It sort of reminded me of a, a hyena, how their hair grows sparsely mm-hmm. along the back. Yeah, we're, I'm I'm getting to that too. There's a it's interesting. Um, now in Texas is more like the dog like creature that you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they want to say hairless, but it's it they said more like elephant um, elephant hair, mm-hmm. elephant skin, that, that coarse black, black hair. Yeah, yeah, and and you can see the skin underneath it, and it the real strong you know real strong skin, but with that loose hair. And again, extremely long canine teeth, and it's often thought of as a mangy coyote. That's what most people try to attribute it to. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, when you actually see the pictures and the see when people see it, no, it does not look like that. So, what? And, and again, what makes the chupacabra stand out from other cryptids is that it it drinks the blood of its victims. It's just it, that's just such an odd, odd thing to me. Um, the, what's interesting, the first sighting in Texas was in 2004, and um, somebody thought it looked like a hairless dog with long fangs. And in Mexico, in um, at one point, this is in addition to the, the happenings in Puerto Rico, in Mexico they had 80 goats killed in like two or three days in one area. This cannot be the work of one animal. No. And, it, and it's, they're all, you know, drained of blood. Now, this is something we were talking about with Brenda, because Brenda is now a Chupacabra authority. We should have brought another microphone in and had her talking, because she has read all this stuff, too. Um, what's interesting is I started talking about Brenda, and now I lost track of what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> it's so sad. Um, okay, let's go on. I'll remember it. Um, then uh, there's a gentleman in Texas named... Gordon Taylor, which mm-hmm. is about as Texas a name as you're going to get. You got that right. In 2008, he claims to have killed one. Now, this was on one of the videos, and he, the way he described it was, um, well, he was hunting for deer, and he saw this weird-looking thing running around, and he said, I knew it was some sort of predator, so I shot it anyway. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's a Texas way to do things. This is just, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> if it looks suspicious, shoot it. We'll, we'll uh, argue about it later. Uh, that that just struck me as, as so odd. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, but I'm going to go shoot it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. But afterward, it, and he took pictures, and he took pictures with his rifle next to it, and it looked like exactly what we've talked about. It looked mm-hmm. like a, a, a dog about three or four feet long, probably around 60 pounds. And it was hairless except for that. It was you know dark gray skin with mottled hair and that or whatever you want to call it, and super long canine teeth. Mm-hmm. So he figured that's what it was. He didn't tell anybody about it, and he didn't he didn't tell anybody about it until like the next year. He mentioned it to a game warden, and the game warden was ready to shoot him because you you didn't report that to anybody. We've been trying to yeah. get you know. It could have been an endangered species or something. Yeah. You know, he don't know what he shot. Well, he he the way he was saying it, the the guy the game warden was just mad that he didn't give them the carcass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but it it was there's some very real looking pictures. So, fast forward to 2019, and this was a big thing that a lot of the uh, that the 
this one particular documentary was was talking about that a laborer, a day laborer in Honduras, was found dead and drained of blood. And the next morning, witnesses came forward to say that a dog-like creature came out of a hole in the ground and bit him on the ankle and sucked out his blood. Now, we've got five quarts of blood in, in our bodies normally. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's an average. That, that's a lot of blood to be sucking out. To, that that to boy suck. was walking around with an extended belly, let me for tell you. For sure. I, yeah, that kind of, you know, I don't go for that part of it. Yeah, but it, it's just this, everything, there's so much more evidence Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when it comes to Bigfoot, one of the big things about, you know, the people against it is that we've never found a body. How could we have gone all this time and never found a body? Well, we found what we, that people have found what they think are the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, another lady, um, Bethany Ward in, in Dayton, Texas, back in 2010, uh, discovered what she believes is a dead chupacabra on her land. Now, she's a vet technician, so she knows dogs and she knows that kind of stuff said mm-hmm. this no she had no idea what it was i think she said she had been a vet tech for 19 years wow and her husband was like connected to animals in his job too neither of them had any idea what it was so they called the game wardens and made his uh, appointment appointment to meet them out there the next day by the time they got out there first crack dawn the warden and another man were there already they were in hazmat suits they had sprayed the entire area with this, with like a antiviral, you know, thing to, to kill infection and mm-hmm. such. And they already had the carcass bagged in a garbage bag and was taking it to Texas A&M. So it just, they just kind of whisked it away before they, you know, and they could see it again. And the thing is, she kept calling Texas A&M and kept calling the game wardens. Nobody would tell her anything. The Texas A&M didn't even acknowledge that they had anything. And the game warden was like, I haven't heard anything. I don't know. Maybe it was probably just a coyote with mange. And, you know, so that gave, that was the clicker that, that, that gave birth to the theory that the chupacabra was the result of some sort of genetic experiment mm-hmm. gone wrong. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody trusts the government anyway. I have seen, yeah, this is true. <laughs> For good reasons. I have seen the pictures of what was supposed to be a a chupacabra. Mm -hmm. It was quite dead and starting to desiccate, you know, dry out. And when that happens, skin pulls out uh, uh, from your lips, so the Mm -hmm. canines do look longer. Yeah. Um, It looked like a scratch. Well, his face was very elongated also. Very long snout on it. What I'm going to try to do is look up a couple of different pictures on the internet. There's a ton of them. And I'll, what I'll do is I'll put them in the comments of on Facebook of these uh, when this gets posted. So if you want to check out the, the, the pictures and stuff like that, I'm not going to get a lot of them. I'll just get a couple just to give you an idea. But um, if you want to look, if you want to investigate this further, dude, the, the stuff's out there. A lot of it, huh? Brenda found... <clears throat> much more than you thought. Yeah, Brenda found like 10 articles and had them read and sent to me in an hour. And so, because she reads really fast, I don't. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, so let's keep going. And see, that was, oh, well, I didn't realize that I was kind of bouncing around here. Um, I should have put these in chronological order. So, uh, that was that lady. Um, she was in 2010. Bethany, yeah, Bethany Ward was in 2010. 
Well, in 2007 in Cuero, Texas, apparently this woman is a doctor of some sort, it's Phyllis Canyon. She discovered a coyote-like creature on her property, and she kept it and sent the DNA not to Texas A&M, but to UC Davis. And, um, and she also had the, uh, the, the, the body, and I, I'm reading this because this is what came up on autocorrect, taxidermized, taxidermized. She had it stuffed. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think it's just taxidermy. That's what taxidermy. Yeah. yeah I don't know why that's what I, I'm just, you know, you got to trust the electronics because they're smarter than we are. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's interesting about this is that it was, it looked like everything you'd say. It was about the same size. The tail was a little longer than a coyote. The the really distinct thing had long canines, but it had these two distinct nodules on its hindquarters, one on each cheek of its hindquarters, and they were super hard. They were like hmm. almost bone-like. Like a horn or something. Yeah, be. like a yeah. horn, yeah. That's and, crazy. And it, But it was on his buttocks. So hmm. it was. that's just the weirdest thing. And... Um, and she said that before she found it, before finding the carcass, at least two, if not more, of her chickens were killed exactly by draining blood, draining the blood. And they and she saw, she found paw prints in the snow or in the in the sand uh, matching this animal. So it was really kind of a, a you know, a, a, she was, it's pretty convincing that this was the animal that was attacking her, her chickens. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just, they, they, she sent it in. Um, to UC Davis, and they sent her the D- DNA results, and they showed it on TV, and the let's see, the maternal side of uh, of the this animal had coyote in it, but about six or eight other type of, of DNA from other animals, hmm. and on the paternal side it had Mexican wolf in it, and about six or eight other animals. So this, they said, this DNA did not match any known species. Hmm. So there is there is something to think that maybe there is a, a new species that we had not seen before that has developed however a new species would develop or that we didn't know it was there before. Um, so, the, you know, it's, it's just, this is interesting. Now, did it? Drain the blood of? Did it drink the blood of the chicken? The, the That's the part I have a problem with. I, yeah. I don't doubt that this something like this exists because there's been too many sightings yeah. and photographs and you know dead bodies. It's just too much of that to deny it completely. But I find it hard to believe that something would drain the blood from from an animal. Yeah, through three small punctures in the, in the chest area. Well, yeah, and even if it was going through, there are reports that it went. That they were in the neck too. Mm-hmm. the 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 problem with that is, they're they all they say is two two or three you know puncture wounds mm-hmm. in the neck. Okay, when a predator attacks prey, especially a goat or um, a, a sheep, these are not small animals. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you look at the the evidence that we have of the chupacabra compared to a sheep or a, a goat, it's the goat and the sheep are bigger. A full-grown goat is bigger than this thing. And if it was to come out and latch onto its neck, that goat is going to thrash, and the, that skin is going to tear. It's not about get, just sucking the blood out. It's about ripping the throat out and mm-hmm. then getting the blood. 
So it's just it. That's the part to me that yeah. is caught that's, up in folk folklore. Yeah, that's the part I have trouble with. Yeah, but when it comes to the Puerto Rican strain or species or whatever, oh baby, this is crazy. This was this just to me got fun because it's okay. Here's a screwball theory, but it's backed by something that they actually can pr- show. Okay, in uh, Seba. Per, um, uh, Puerto Rico, 1943, FDR established the Roosevelt Roads Naval, Naval Base, and it was they they felt or he felt they needed, you know, a naval base out there in the Caribbean to fight, um, the, fight the war. So after World War II, um, one 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 um, person said on the on that they there was a lot of nuclear stuff and nuclear experimentation going on. Um, at the so everything was top secret on that base. Nobody, in fact, one of our members of our church um, was a naval adi- aviator, and he they had, ran out of fuel and had to land on that base, and it was not a good thing. <laughs> so it's very top secret, and so uh, rumors of experimentation on animals to create a weaponized cr- animal creature started going around. Then and um. I'm trying to make sure I get this right. Um, of interspecies hybrid clones planted by the Navy and the CIA in Puerto Rico. So they were purposely um, created and then released to mm. see how they do in the wild and how and see their predatory skills and their survival skills and this kind of stuff. The interesting thing is. It's in keeping with a very real history in Puerto Rico because there's a huge pharmaceutical uh, company and, and plant in mm-hmm. Puerto Rico that back in the 40s, um, that it's under supposedly under the direction of the U.S., uh, experimented on, um, on Puerto Rican women. Uh, with birth control and depre- for you know drugs for birth control and drugs for depression, and you know this kind of stuff, and also experimented on rhesus monkeys. Hmm. So with all this history, so this is this is something very real. Two things: right. we have a top secret naval base, and we have a pharmaceutical company, which we know they're all of the devil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, we have a pharmaceutical company that you know did not do the most ethical experimenting experimenting on people mm-hmm. this lends credence to the whole idea that okay these chupacabras were some re- crazy they're monsters that were created in the lab mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> well i've been to puerto rico and the impression I got was it's densely populated, densely populated. Oh, is it? Okay. There's very few areas where there is not It's people. a tiny island. It's a tiny, well, it's a series it, of islands. Well, the main, it's Puerto Rico. It's is the, it the main island? Okay. It's the island. I don't there's know. A, I'm not good at geography. <laughs> there's other islands in the vicinity, but Puerto Rico stands by itself. It's like Cuba. Yeah. Cuba stands by itself. Um, so the... It's just densely populated. You're driving along a road, and there's people walking along the road going from one village to the other or mm-hmm. towards the store or something. It's just a ton of people there. So as far as these things running amok in the so-called wilderness, I have trouble with that one, Ain't too. a lot of wilderness left. And you know. Yeah. Well, and 
it's just it's interesting because remember these are the the that you know people see that they're the reptile like ones that walk on their hind legs and that have the the spines down their back. <laughs> now, okay, let me finish because it just keeps getting better. In, if you remember, in 1974, November 16th, 1974, the SETI, Society, no wait, I can't remember what it stands for. I've run across it before also too. I'm, I'm uh, going to pull up Google here. It's a space exploration. What does SETI stand for? Work with me here. There we go. Space no, that's not it. Space <laughs> what does Eddie stand for? Space, space exploration something something. Inte yeah, it's but they're looking for intelligent life mm -hmm. out there. And so they set out a very famous transmission. They use the um, Arecibo radio telescope to send out a transmission of um, binary code mm -hmm. to say, hey, anything that's out there, we're here. Which, I don't know. That doesn't seem like the smartest thing to me. <laughs> Very trusting, actually. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> that whoever gets that message is going to be friendly. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and the reasoning I've heard before is that they're assuming that anything that could receive this code and then come to see us are extremely intelligent and would not be violent. Mm, that's a big yeah, assumption. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are some pretty highly intelligent serial killers out there that, you know. <laughs> sure, a lot of them were <laughs> so, extremely intelligent. In fact, in fact, just we could just ask either one of my daughters. They could give us a list of genius. <laughs> so they're, they are fixated on serial killers. Ugh. But, so they sent this thing out. Then in El, Yunk, El Yunque, Puerto Rico, in February 1984, so 10 years later, a white glowing disc ends up flying over the rainforest and crashes into the side of a mountain. Now, within a few hours, the government swoops in, you know, Navy guys and everything swoops in and cleans up everything and doesn't leave a trace. But there were some locals who got to the site before the government did, and they said they saw several dead chupacabras around the crash site. Hmm. With all, and could only assume that there were more that escaped. So they, they think this is saying that the chupacabra is now an alien creature. And so we have not just a, a reptilian monster, but a reptilian monster from outer space. <laughs> and the theories for that either, this is the one, and Brenda mentioned, to the, mentioned this before we, we came on the air, um, was... <laughs> You know, as humans, when we were getting ready to go out in space, we sent dogs and we mm -hmm. sent monkeys, Chimpanzee, yeah. yeah, out and to to test space. Mm -hmm. So it could be that well, this other society is testing their interstellar um, flight by putting their dogs on a spaceship and flying, and it just happened to land here. Think about this also. If you're going on a little space cruise with your, your alien friends, you're going to take the dog along. <laughs> take the dog for a ride. You can't stick his head out the window. And, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, he'd enjoy the ride. <laughs> but th then there's the theory that um, that is very close, if you've ever seen the movie Species, that that somebody received our message and sent this here purposely to infest this the, the, the earth with the chupacabra and kill all life on her so mm -hmm. they could come and just take it over. 
Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, but it's, see, it's based on this real thing that happened was SETI sending out a thing, and, and that there was the report of something. It was probably a, a, a naval top secret plane of some sort, and they saw it fall and hit ground. That's why they wanted to scoop it up. But man, I just. <laughs> I know. Like you said, it gets crazier and crazier as you go yeah. into it. Well, see, I, oh, go, you were going to say something, dear. No, I said oh. that, that's oh, okay. what happens. It just yeah. gets, the whole thing keeps getting more and more, Yeah. And, you know, lizard people and uh, aliens. And, you know, we strayed way far from the actual sightings mm-hmm. and the actual bodies and, that have been found. Well, and, and it'll do that with Bigfoot, too, because people think that they're aliens, they're connected to aliens and stuff like that. So aliens are going to come in there sooner or later on everything. <laughs> um, but I like to think... There's, there is evidence. We found these weird dog-like bodies. I don't know if they've ever found a legitimate skeleton of one in Puerto Rico with the actual things down its spine or something mm. like that. I, that's, I just don't know. I think they were seeing the hair because they, the other been. reports say it was sparse, coarse hair. Yeah, it could be. But I, since there is evidence, I look to it as more like Occam's razor. Is that it's a theory in philosophy that says when you're presented with multiple theories, the simplest explanation is probably going to be the best. The 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 the, the idea with the least moving parts, for lack of a better term. <laughs> and um, to me, yeah, it it by some screwball way of coming out, or maybe. God just said, hey, I'm going to... He was talking with Jesus one day and said, let's mess with him. (laughs) (laughs) They think they know so much. They think they know it all. Well, here, check this out. (laughs) We have a sense of humor. Therefore, God has a sense of humor. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But somehow, this we have a new species that has... My bet is just interbreeding um, in the wild for several generations. And now we've got this thing. And And now they're breeding and it's spreading it's going down to the south southern Cal- southern california southern uh south america there we go south america and <laughs> and they're coming up here and maybe they maybe it's something different in puerto rico because rainforest will screw with a lot of stuff because it's the heat and the wet and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so that's my theory i i think that it is something real it's just not well have you seen some of the dogs that are out in the world the hairless dogs the Mexico has one. I forget what social social. Is oh, that yeah. exo something? So, I want to say social oh, milko, but that was yeah. A, I looked a, for it earlier today. A city, um, and the Chinese crested dog. They got some weird hair formations too, a mane sort of thing, and I don't know. There's some weird looking dogs out there, and maybe if they bred with a wild creature, maybe that's what they would come up with, because coyotes do breed with dogs. Yeah. Well, um, we have the you know, the uh, coyote wolf hybrid mm-hmm. hybrid. Excuse me. Here we go. It is pronounced. Um, oh, doggone you! It didn't do what I told it to do. Well, it's spelled X O L O I T Z C Q U or no C U I N T L I. So if you can pronounce it. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I think it's Aztec or something like that. Yeah, huh? it's 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 an Aztec god. I think is what it is. Yeah. And and so, um, what were you saying? 
that it's a hybrid or something. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a weird looking dog. Very strange looking. Yeah. Well, anything without hair is when you those cats that have no hair are just weird looking. Mm-hmm. I think they call them sphinx oh, cats or something. There's there's little yeah, and there's this little chihuahua sized dog. It's hairless except for the tuft on its head. That's the Chinese crested dog. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, that's a scary looking little thing. Yeah, it's not exactly pretty, but there's people out there evidently that like them. I I takes I all just, kinds. I, guess. I just point bear at it and say dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd say, ew. Yeah. <laughs> He's so gentle. I, right before we came in uh, to record today, I um, was talking to a gentleman who had an 18-month-old precious little baby girl, and Bear was as gentle as a as a, a cat or whatever, you know, as a baby. He just walked up to her and just sniffed her and, and licked her a couple of times. You know, what does this thing taste like? You know, um, but was just as gentle and sweet as days long. I, on the other hand, he almost knocked me down when I came in. He was just leaning into me, you know, but he's, that's a lot to be leaning into you. Yeah, so. He's only like 10 pounds less than I am. Yeah. Well, it, it, what's funny to me is that the, the why, at least now, why would the, um, would the military want to worry and spend the money on developing a vicious, you know, creature when they already have the Belgian Malinois. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they're spectacular in Ma- their abilities. Magnificent you know? animals, yeah. but man, they they chew everything and they, they, they're little alligators is mm-hmm. what they are. But they're wonderful dogs if you can handle them. I, everybody I say said, you know, unless you are a trained dog owner, don't get a Belgian Malinois. Yeah. And get 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 a great Pyrenees and just make them just get a shot yeah. collar for them. Then you try out. He's a, he's a great dog. <laughs> well, Malinois have a, a very hard drive, you know, to to uh, be active and, and to and do things. Boundless energy, yeah. yeah, and and they're highly intelligent. So, yeah, why would they worry about getting something like that? They could unleash, to me, the next time they got a whole bunch of terrorists in one spot, just let out a hundred trained Belgian Malinois, and (laughs) all they got to do is come in and mop up later. Yeah. (laughs) I guess they wanted something they could suck blood. I don't know. Ew. Ew is right. (laughs) What, are they trying to minimize the mess? (laughs) Who knows? Who knows what oh. evil lurks in the hearts of the government officials? So that that is pretty much all of the information on the chupacabra that we have. We about done ourselves though with that <coughs> on that front. Yeah, but that is, I mean, I feel very much more informed about the whole thing than I did before. So thank you for you know for suggesting that, Joyce. It was fun. Only because yeah. you know, like I say, a friend of mine claimed yeah. to have encountered him in her backyard. Well, the next time she does, you better tell her to take pictures and send them to me. Absolutely. And then we'll put them on our, our Facebook page. <laughs> this is a chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. I'm going to need to turn this down enough. So there we go. There. <laughs> I'm Nothing technologically I did well today. But thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we will be back next week with something. Something. Uh, we'll, we'll think of something to talk about. But until then, please remember, God smiles when he sees you. <laughs>